This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you today to Great News and God's Views, a half-hour weekly broadcast on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Today's worship theme, Baptism is a demonstration of our resurrection to a new life in Christ. A covenant with the Lord. Why do we wear a wedding ring? The old joke is it's like a tourniquet in that it cuts off your circulation. A wedding ring is both a sign and a symbol. The ring points beyond itself to the covenant we've entered with our beloved. God had entered a covenant with his people Israel. Though they frequently failed to live up to their end of the bargain. God promised that he would ultimately be vindicated. His grace would assure their completion on his purpose. We read from Isaiah chapter 43, verse beginning at verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Saviour. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Egypt, Ethiopia, and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honourable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east, and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, Give up, and to the south, Keep not back. Bring my sons from far, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Even every one that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. God's covenant offers a sure word. This is what the Lord says. The covenant making and keeping God reminds his people that he has both created and developed them for a specific purpose. That purpose is that they might be his people. The doctrine of election is frequently a word of assurance for an oppressed minority. In spite of any external and circumstantial evidence to the contrary, such as persecution and suffering, it's a reminder that the believer is the object of God's love and favour. God takes the initiative in our salvation. Further, we are saved for a purpose that we might be the people of God. From a New Testament perspective, God has chosen the means to accomplish this through the word of the gospel, energised by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. 
God's covenant offers a sound mind. Fear not. The opposite of fear is faith. Because we can have confidence in the God who has called and claimed us, we need not be overcome by fear. Walking in faith is always a delicate balancing act. We walk between the precipices of doubt and presumption. In biblical times, a person's name was the key to their character. God knows us most intimately, yet his love and gracious purpose are not deterred. Therefore, we have no reason to fear. If God is for us, who can be against us? God's covenant offers a secure journey. Waters, fire. When I found myself going through a difficult time in my Christian life, a friend quipped, no battle, no victory. Believers are not immune to difficulty. Christians get sick, have family problems, lose their jobs and face the same advertisements as everyone else. Instead of overwhelming us, the flood will lift us up, the fire will purify our hearts. Therefore we can face anything, secure in the knowledge that our God is in control. God's covenant offers a certain future. I once had someone say, even if there were no life after death, if this life were all there was, it would be worth it to know Jesus now. I couldn't disagree more. The Christian message makes no sense apart from the resurrection and the hope it gives. Paul emphasised, And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith also vain. Israel looked forward to restoration. We have confidence for the future because we are loved by the God who is willing to give all on our behalf. His faithfulness and our faith in the midst of the trials and tribulations of life are a constant reminder of the gracious covenant we've entered through our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. We can rest on a sure word, the promise of secure journey and the hope of a certain future. Our first music today... Draw Me Nearer, lyrics by Fanny Crosby and music by Williard Howard Dwayne. It's been reported that the blind Crosby had a sunset described to her in words just before she wrote the lyrics. Draw Me Nearer.
biggest dinosaurs, such as some of the long-necked sauropods like Brachiosaurus, Titanosaurus and Apatosaurus, would have eaten colossal amounts of vegetation. So why do we find such a conspicuous absence of plants in rocks containing dinosaur fossils? Take, for example, the Morrison Formation in Montana, USA. Even though this formation has yielded many dinosaur fossils, there is a startling scarcity of vegetation preserved. This phenomenon of missing vegetation doesn't just apply to dinosaurs. The Coconino Sandstone in the Grand Canyon has many animal trackways, but it is almost devoid of plants. These rocks tell us something profound about Earth history. They suggest that these deposits are not ecosystems buried over eons of time. Otherwise, we'd find more evidence of the plants that the animals ate. Instead, the evidence fits nicely with the biblical model of Earth history, whereby these animals were transported and buried catastrophically during Noah's flood. To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We continue with Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. Text in music by David J. Evans. Performed by Chris Skinner. of the Lord, the Holy One is here. Come bow before Him now with reverence and fear. 
Receiving the Holy Spirit No one person, group or organisation monopolises the Holy Spirit. A.C. Dixon observed that when people rely on the Holy Spirit they get what God can do. The text reveals that a revival erupted in Samaria under the preaching of Philip. The first introduction of him in Scripture appears when he along with six others was appointed by the Apostles a member of the First Church Board. Their job was the ministry of distributing food to the widows in Jerusalem. Now he appears as a distributor of spiritual food to the Samaritans. His message touched the hearts of the people and they were converted. Since these people were not the traditional targets of evangelism, the Council of Apostles dispatched Peter and John to examine the phenomenon. The Council's burning question was, is it possible for non-Jews to receive Jesus into their heart? We read from Acts chapter 8 beginning at verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed to unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame and were healed. And there was great joy in that city. 
but there was a certain man called Simon which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that he himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is a great power of God. And to him they had regard, because at a long time he'd bewitched them with sorcerers. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and received the Holy Ghost. As Peter and John arrived on the scene, they discovered the Samaritans were genuinely converted. The disciples observed a willingness by the Samaritans to serve God. Now they needed a power to keep them pure in the midst of paganism and sin. The church today needs the same power of purity in the midst of today's paganism and sin. It happens when the Holy Spirit is allowed into our lives in its fullness. Receiving the Spirit means accepting Jesus. As Philip preached salvation, truth, the people of Samaria listened and became aware that their rebellion against the holy God of love. They were tired of looking for love in all the wrong places. Their conviction brought a true repentance met by God's grace. Receiving the Spirit acknowledges God's power. The Samaritan believers received Jesus and were baptized in his name. As born-again believers, they were not destitute of the Spirit who regenerated, indwelt, and witnessed to their spirits, but neither did they know him in the fullness that Pentecost signified. They needed that empowerment. The Church still desires the spirit of empowerment that baptizes impurity and equips for living. Lloyd Ogilvie is a chaplain of the U.S. Senate. He relates his experience of searching for the Spirit's blessing. He stated that one day he got down on his knees and asked for the Spirit of the Lord to fill him. Ogilvy shared that he felt every part of his being invaded with the Spirit. He felt deeply loved as never before, intellectually equipped with the mind of Jesus and endowed with spiritual gifts that were far beyond his human talents. The struggle was gone. Today you may be struggling for the fullness of God's Spirit in your life. Stop straddling and just let go, allowing the Spirit to fill your life. Receiving the Spirit signifies holy fellowship. The ancient walls of national separatism dissolved under the warmth of the Spirit's presence. The laying on of hands by the apostles indicated the beginning of acceptance of holy fellowship with non-Jews. The Church took historic step that day by accepting Samaritans. Today that historical step needs to be repeated by the Church as it accepts other outcasts into its fellowship regardless of social or economic status or colour. Only the Spirit empowers the Church for real fellowship. We continue great news and God's views with For the Beauty of the Earth, a hymn by Foliot S. Pierpoint, 
who was 29 at the time he wrote this hymn. He was mesmerised by the beauty of the countryside that surrounded him, and it first appeared in 1864. For the beauty of the earth. We continue great news and God's views with Lord Let Me Serve. Lorraine 
Hyneford was born in Quincy, Illinois, and she wrote about 300 hymns and sacred songs. Lord, let me serve. This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us today for Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen every Sunday from 9.30 to 10 for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or TuneIn and now on Amazon Echo devices using the Free FM 89 Alexa skill. 
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.